Sunday night. It's uh, time for John Fitch Knows Nothing. I am John Fitch. We're going to be joined by Paul today. And uh, he's having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to stall a little bit. Okay. He, uh, he couldn't hear me. He couldn't hear me, which is, a, which is uh, really bad because I have a beautiful voice. And Paul, we're going to be talking about some, some man shit today. It goes by Apex Mindset. Uh, he helps men uh, do man shit and do better than man shit. He's got a lot of good takes. So we're going to have a good time uh, talking with him once we get his, his connection figured out. Uh, we do a lot of uh, stuff on the uh, Rule Zero on Saturdays a lot of times. He does a lot of his own stuff too. It, it picks mine stuff on uh, YouTube, I believe. Yeah, let me, let me, let me add. <clears throat> so, let me have a minute right here. So let's, uh, let's play something. Let's, uh, I'm going to play a fun song. Excuse me, because I like to have fun. People have fun. This brings me back to uh, some good times when I was young. <clears throat> so I can get this all on screen here. Why is this stuff so hard to uh, see? Here we go. <clears throat> Even uh, you guys, even alive, most of you guys watching, even know about Cheers. But okay, my friend Paul, I think he's got to figure it out. I hope he's got to figure it out. All right, here we go. Paul, what's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can uh, hear it's not gonna be that great though, because it's gonna be my AirPods. But it's what we're gonna have to work with. I don't know why it's not picking my mic up. That was the problem. That's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're not talking to the guy who's going to figure it out for you. No. <laughs> We're both just hitting things on the table. Yeah, I'm just, how... yeah. <laughs> Some of these guys, so like, yeah, like we both work with uh, like Modern Life, Dave and John. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's not that much younger than me, but like 35, yeah. he, he grew up with technology. He grew up with all the stuff. So like some of the stuff is, I, yep. I see him explain stuff to me and I like, 
I give him a cold look and the look on his face is like, oh shit. Dead eyes. Like, what are you talking about? Right. No, it's same same with me. It's crazy, you know, how generationally we're I mean, you and I are the same age, so I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I hired a younger chick to do my stuff for me. Of course she's not here tonight on Sunday That's, night. I but. have I have <laughs> I, my partner, my partner, my partner, Aaliyah. Uh we do business here. Oh. She's she's younger, so she has more. She grew up with it. She's like thirty one, so like yeah, she's more plugged into yeah. this stuff. But even even yeah, then, totally. I'm gonna have to hire. I'm gonna eventually gonna have to hire somebody who's like twenty two, because Talia yeah. is not gonna be able to keep up with like TikTok. I don't even fuck with TikTok. Oh God, I don't even want to breach that. I, I, no I, I should. Like, <laughs> we should do it, but I don't even know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like a woman or skill to learn. Um, right. Oh, what's uh? Yo. For people who, a lot of my audience who might not know who you are, give us a brief breakdown of who you are, where you come from, what's the deal. Thanks, brother. Yeah, so um, I got apexmindset.net. Um, basically, I help people with mental fitness and relationship and dating uh, advice, coaching, consulting, that sort of thing. Um, so my background is, got a military background. Um, had a business too that I had started and handed off uh, to business partners, uh, real estate, built a real estate team. Um, uh, we were top 5% in my state, you know, and I gave that team up to pursue Apex Mindset uh, full go. Um, I worked both in the special operations community, special forces community, as well as the infantry and um, regular army uh, stuff. And I play with the National Guard now, so kind of been around the circle with all that, but, um, you know, got interested in getting certifications and learning about just psychology, but I really wasn't interested in working in the mental health field as a clinician where I'm, let's say, having their, you know, some chick see me, you know, once a week to manage her bipolar stuff or, you know, mental health illnesses or going into the prisons and diagnosing prisoners that get in there. These are like a lot of the jobs that you end up with um, as a licensed psychologist. That just wasn't my interest. I was interested in performance psychology. So I, I did some grad mm -hmm. school, went to combat. It seems, like a lot of went, seems like you're you're cleaning up the pieces after the fact, like you're dealing with damage. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. And it's not kind of like building against growing something. Right, right, right. It just wasn't the interest I had. It was not to say there's anything wrong with going into that or that people who have mental illness don't need help or any of that stuff, of course, right? But it just my passion was really uh, you know, the sexual dynamics part of it. So male and female dynamics and relationships and all that stuff. It's something that fascinated me. Um, I wasn't very good at it, particularly when I was younger. So that's pushed me into learn, trying to learn different things. And, um, you know, from there, of course, being in the military, where like the common thing to do in your relationships is destroy them. So, <laughs> so I was well, like, I mean, I've, I've dated some military people and I've talked to, I've had friends in the military and uh, there's a big push for like early marriage. Big yeah, pay bumps you get more and money. You get more stuff. Mm -hmm. so that, that, that they they incentivize of, marriage that way. A lot of you know yeah. rushed weddings and yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. They incentivize marriage. They give you more money for it. They incentivize having a family because they want you to be kind of dependent on a stable 
set military salary so you continue to sign up and re-up. Um, of course, the problem with that is family law. And so you get these young kids practically hooking up with the hot waitress at the strip club, wifing mm-hmm. her up. You know, she falling in love. She gains forty five pounds in six months. Well, and um, some some of the, like uh, uh, Rich Cooper, he made, he put a yeah. couple tweets out today. That he's posted. I think it's from that website. You know, with the divorce oh, yeah. info stuff on it, and it's like right. He's post posting tweets from, from girls who are like thirteen, like young women who they but they know, like they know they're planning. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna marry a rich guy and divorce sure. him, and then I'll be I'll be free and rich by you know thirty thirty five. Like they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mommy, mommy did, probably did a similar thing, right? So that's that's how they they know that stuff, and and it's and it's crazy, man. Like I, it's in fact, I talked to Rich about this today, and his we, we do a podcast Sunday mornings, um, and we we got on this topic, and it's not. I have women in consultation sessions who are married, and it's not that they plan to do that. Some of them, like some of them, that's like the plan, like those quotes, but a lot of them, it's not like that's their plan. They just don't know what they're doing. And they get involved with a guy who's got a ton of money. He does really well for himself because that was attractive to him. They don't really understand the strategic pluralism aspect of it, which is that there's people that they're sexually attracted to for mating and that there's people that they're attracted to for other reasons because he's a good guy, good dad, good provisioner. They don't really understand that. Too. Yeah, exactly. And they don't really know that dynamic. They're not aware of it. They get into marriage with a guy. And, like, some of these women genuinely want to, like, have these feelings for this guy. They thought that they would build this life with this person and that this guy would change and somehow show up and be the alpha guy. And so they're in the consultations, like, well, how do I get my husband to initiate sex more, to be more alpha, to, to, to go to the gym, like literally asking me these questions. And what happens is these guys say the magic words, you know, I do. And Jesus comes down and, you know, dances and does throws, you know, some holy water on it. And then now the magic happens and they think they don't have to try anymore. They don't have to show up and, you know, seduce their wives, court them and be the attractive guy anymore. That's part of the problem. That changes too, though, because <laughs> yeah. the, the mentality of like my problem was being like kind of blue pilled, uh, brainwashed. Yeah, you're and, trying to make you know, her happy, so, right? So you try, yeah. So you're trying to do the right yeah. thing. You're trying to do the things that you think are supposed to attract them, and you know, right. and, and it just doesn't work. You know, and you, you just yeah, you bring your head against the wall because it doesn't make any sense. Because like that's what you've been taught your whole life is if I check these boxes, if I do, the, if I scrub sure. the dishes hard enough. If I mow the lawn hard enough, right? It, it's all well, going to work out. Right, and and the problem in any which way we cut it, divorce is incentivized by the state, and, and that's what it is. So I'm like getting a, a, this mix, right? I, we I have plenty of guys that are exactly what I was and what you were, which is the nice. We were like, if I do this stuff good enough, the yeah, things that she says, just, work hard enough, she'll be happy. Hard in the wrong game. It's the wrong game. Right, wrong game. Right, exactly. And so I did that. You you did that, and there's a lot of the guys. But I have these other situations where the guys they do the nice guy stuff, but they don't understand that the seduction and that mm-hmm. being a dominant alpha man is is what is actually she wants and is looking for. And in some cases, these women are literally begging for it, and the guys mm-hmm. like not listening, not. Yeah. hearing it not caring they're, he doesn't have definitely access to the things we talk about yep yeah Cause, and, cause and, like, and what, 
yeah. a lot of these like the divorcees yeah. or the uh the single girls who broke up with the guy they thought they're gonna marry like they're out there looking for guys like me who like yeah. want to tie him up and, and do whatever <laughs> right like exactly. they're so tired of like I had I, I gave this girl for a little bit and uh she was like she was overwhelmed with the the fact that like I initiated sex and like I was in control and I basically just wanted her to shut up and I was gonna I was handling it. <laughs> she was right. like, Do you want me to I was just like just be quiet. <laughs> she was used to like having to initiate, get on top, like do all the stuff. Dude. And that's yeah. It's not, it's not an uncommon thing. Like it happens, it's happening to a lot of girls. It's yeah. Oh, the yeah. I think they're being nice. Oh, well, I'll just wait for her to make the move. Right. Right. And, and it's and what ends up happening, though, is at the end of the day is this. With family law, she finally gets tired of it, whether it's tired of the guy trying to be nice and her not being attractive to, to him and not, not understanding, mm-hmm. or whether she planned it all along and she didn't really care and she figured, yeah. I'm just going to, like, take the cap this guy's shit. I don't know if I say that on here. I'm sorry. I don't know what swear word, yeah, word I, things. I, I try to swear. All right. <laughs> or, or it's it's the guy, you know, didn't know any, like, he's not listening to her, not knowing any better. And he thought the magic words at church yeah. were going to solve the problem. Either way, though, what ends up happening is she is incentivized to walk away richer than when she came in with a couple kids. So she has that milestone and now she can go achieve whatever goals she wants. Now, of course, she doesn't realize because society doesn't tell them that at 35 with two kids in tow, you're not sexually marketable to the type of guys that you want. That's that's like, whoops, like didn't realize that was a thing. They find that out the hard way later. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very broken system, man, for sure. And, and and I think tying that knot, saying those magic words is a, is a mistake in our society, even though I'm a guy who's a Christian guy, I'm actually. You know what I mean, but it's, yeah, it's a it's a different yeah. day. And it, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's wild because, like, I was at uh, my kids did their first day of flag football today, and it's, mm. uh, it's a very more, uh, you know, kind of politically red pilled space. You know, a lot of people were not wearing their masks. You know, we're supposed to. You're sitting down in the bleachers, but some people are wandering. You know, like there weren't a lot. Yeah. Of, there weren't a lot of Karens, but there's a lot of like, married people. But you know, they were like blue pill alpha types. And uh, right, man, it's still it's still wild because you, you take such a risk. Even the good, even the good, happy families, there's like still underlying stress. Like there's still the risk of losing a lot of money mm-hmm. and your kids. And it's man, it's ugly. It's kind of ugly. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, and so my advice to a lot of guys that come to me because I'll get these guys who are religious and. I, I'm not going to tell a guy what he can and can't do or what he should and shouldn't do necessarily with that part of it. You know, if a guy wants to get married, I'm not, as long as he understands the risk, go get married, but know the risk and know how to mitigate for that. So if a guy is like, well, I'm a yeah. Christian guy or actually get a lot of Muslim guys that they're very, you know, pretty strict in their religion and they meet a Muslim girl, they want to do that whole thing. And that's cool. I support that. You just have to set the conditions up for success, though. Don't think that you're going to say it's magic true. words. It's, it's like, are you is it? An, are you looking at an old school, like Christian Catholic situation from 100 years ago? Or are you looking at, like, the new feminized <laughs> church, you know? like Right. What, what's, which angle are you coming in at from, I think, makes a big difference, too. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And it and and the church may be 
they're always inundated with the global sexual marketplace, regardless of what religion they are. I mean, unless they are literally in a prison, um, <laughs> locked in the basement with no internet, all they have to do is log on the internet. And the global sexual marketplace is right out there for them. And they can see all of the potentially better options, which may or may not actually be better. It's just the presentation of it online Seems is all there, right? Seems better. better. It's, help, it's helping them believe the fantasy. I have all yep. these options. I don't have to put up with this. Right. The big... Yeah, <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> the biggest mistake, man, uh, that the whole thing is, this is the worst, the person who this is the worst for, the people who is the worst for are women, especially women over 35 years old. They lose worse than anybody because you, you see it with I, I, the alcoholism, the drug abuse, SSRI. Oh, yeah. Mess. The act, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess, dude. And it's like PhDs. They, they, PhDs. Oh, yeah. A lot of PhDs. <laughs> Guys don't want to have sex with their PhDs. They're very confused about that. When they're when they're fifty pounds overweight and have a PhD, they're wondering how come he's gonna you know go for the waitress that's in shape, right? That doesn't have a, more than a high school education. Mm -hmm. The guys don't care about that. That's not what makes them sexually marketable. But they don't yeah, understand I, that. I think that's a yeah. big, it's a big, uh, I think that's the big confusion with everybody is like men think that women behave and act like men and are going to like the things that men want or, you, you know, and, and the women think that the men, so it's, it's reversed. It's reversed. They haven't figured out it's the opposite. Right. Yeah, the no, opposite. completely. And the biggest mistake is telling these girls that they have time because they don't, even an 18 year old girl shouldn't have time because here's why. Relationships are hard, okay? Only 10% of them are happy after the eight-year mark. <laughs> a, girl has to, a girl has to learn is that, how is that, to... Is that married or is that just in general, a, a couple that's together for eight years? Yeah, so I think it was, they took marriages, but I mean, it, it would apply, I think, to just long-term relationships in general, but that was the target group of marriages, I think. I'm not certain on that, but it's people who had been together for eight years, years was the minimal mark. They're looking at like an eight to 10 year span. And they're seeing, you know, because the idea was, well, of course, people are going to report happiness after six months, a lot of times in a relationship. That yeah. doesn't mean they're going to last, you know what I mean, the distance or go the distance. So it was a target sample of, I think it was at the eight, the, the, the shortest amount of time in the target sample was eight years. And um, the happiness rate was only was actually not ten percent. Thirteen percent was the actual number from that study, and it's only it was only four uh, percent that were absolute bliss. So where every category was checked off for that couple, only four percent. But even just general happiness, we could look at. Okay, so mostly happy, better off together than not together. Thirteen percent. The rest not happy. So it takes skills, but it's not just a guy that has to have the skills here. Well, we forget that too as guys, cause we're problem solvers. So we want to know like, okay, what is, what is the code here to make this happen and work? And, and that's good. We take ownership for, for our part of it. And we go for it, but women have to take ownership for their part too. If they don't, they're going to find themselves kicked to the curb because guess what? A dude who's 40, 41, 42, he's complete. If he isn't overweight in a pile of health problems or 
you know, complete loser or something, he's got options that a thirty that a thirty five year old woman. Most guys, have. most guys aren't worth a damn until they're thirty five to fifty five years old. Like the right. type of people that the type of people that the girls typically really want to date, the kind of money they're making, the the height, the athleticism, like what they've done with their yep. life, the status. It takes a lot of time to build up as a man. So oh like, yeah, if these girls aren't aren't dating up, like. You have you're gonna be in a very ugly place. Well, yeah. So here's where they really screw themselves. So their primal drive is to date up, which is great for the human race. I mean, I mean date up in age, not just. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Well, and 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 most of them are usually most most of the girls that I, had, I haven't had a problem with girls dating up. You haven't either, I'm sure. So. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. So, the only, one have, the only people that have a problem with it are the 32-year-olds <laughs> who he passed yep. over. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. And that's where, because they don't, you know, no one tells them the bad news, which is that between age 28 to 35 is the danger zone. That is the red zone, meaning, like, they are on borrowed time for finding a good long-term partner that checks all their blocks. Because if they don't, their percentage chance of finding a partner that checks all of their blocks is close to zero after 35. And yeah, the more the whole bicycle thing and man, whatever, so they don't even need it. They don't even want us. Yeah, they don't need it. Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> and that was my that was my that was my I had Aaron on the show uh, last week, I think, and um, I was oh, talking yeah. with like what what do what are high value men looking for in women and. And uh, Aaron says, we're not. <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> he, he, he was just over it. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, Aaron's been over for a while. He's so cranky. Yeah. I, I actually it's have fun with Aaron. numbers I, I on good. dating and relationships. He's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little more optimistic than he is. He, he's the, probably the most pessimistic. I will tell you, man, I'm, I'm going to step away from where Aaron is because, like, like, so since me and the, the ex split finances or whatever, like I started doing the, I started doing all my own taxes and like had my own write offs, mm. you know, keep better right. track of the money because she bullied me out of that for a little bit. And mm. the, the amount of waste, the amount of excess, just burn money for bullshit that you can't even write off or do whatever with excessive, yeah. unbelievably. Excessive. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. like, oh, crap. Like, I could have maybe a helicopter by now if I would have cut that fat a long time ago and not allowed it. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I I mean, happy wife, not happy crap. Life. I like, know. We, went, we, the, we sent our kids to like two or three years of uh, this private school, and it was like twenty grand. It was it was it was a uh, preschool, so geez. it was basically daycare because it's not even kindergarten yet. She was at yeah. home. She was at home, and she right. wanted to send the kids to twenty thousand dollars school year school for preschool dude yeah keep your money close to your chest hose. yeah we have to run that see here's <laughs> the thing though like they we we have to lead that you know what i mean as men it, 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 nobody says that and and that's the whole the whole thing about not getting married it's it's and i and my chair i'm in a long-term relationship she's a hundred percent on board with this she isn't like Oh, well, are you sure? Like, no. I mean, her mom's been married and divorced a few times. Her dad's been divorced. Her grandparents have been divorced. She sees friends that get married and are 
miserable. She's just smart enough to open her eyes and look around her. And guys are asking me this question all the time. Like, well, how do I, okay, I know marriage is bad, but I don't want to lose the girlfriend I have. How do I sell this to her essentially or, or show her? Yeah. It's easy. You can, you can do a spiritual union. You can have one yeah. of your friends put on some kind of like Viking robes or something. Set some stuff on fire. <laughs> Say some words. I think if you set stuff like, on fire. You're married, you're, you're married under the name of Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Or do like a theme, like a Beetlejuice Get wedding. out of it. Beetlejuice. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, like, uh, like, yeah, like our Marvel Universe. I'm not big a Marvel Universe guy. I like Beetlejuice. That was a good one. <laughs> you know, like the movie? And like, yeah, they're like dressed like the undead, you know, the, the ghosts or whatever. Have There's someone look like head. Beetlejuice officiating. Right, yeah, a shrunken head guy can be there. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that would be, you know, amazing. The union. Everybody can do the uh, whatever the banana boat song, the shrimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. But I mean, really, it's easy. It's easy to get that buy-in, though. I mean, it, it's not that hard because all you have to do is say, "Well, look around you. How many how many happy married couples do you know?" And they might give you a one off or a two off, but really, it's like you know well, what? My I mean, point so. It, it's it's changed it changes generationally too though because like yeah. my aunts and uncles were all married and they're all fairly happy even though they, you know they gave each other shit and whatever and right but it still was like healthy happy relationships they would have probably checked the boxes like yeah you know it was pretty good right um but at the same time it's like it changes like the incentives are different and like my my aunts could shake their head and be like I can't believe what these women are doing today you know oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and that's the in, the in, the introduction of the global sexual marketplace, which you can track with the internet. So anybody like you, you know, I'll say this kind of frequently in my channel, people were born after 1990. And the reason I say that is because, and of course, there's a standard deviation there. But when you look at notch counts for women, it went, you know, from about an average of seven to eight to probably between and it's going to be a wide range because they won't study it because feminism and no. power of the gynocentrism, right? But it's, yeah, slut shaming, but it's, it's probably 20 to 50 that we're looking at in terms of numbers. And so and when a girl like, was born, really funny, yeah. Um, <laughs> the government probably knows. I bet you the probably. government knows every lay that every person has in this country. If you have a cell phone, you've had a cell phone for the last 20 years, they know. They can find out. They know 100% who, where, when, private positions. They've got it. I'll call my NSA buddies and see if we should. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> hey, I'm seeing this chick and I'm thinking of bringing her for long term. Can you search all of her phone records from now till I mean, it, she was It's going to get to that point, quite honestly, because if everything's connected in these kids today are logging everything that they do. Oh Snapchat, yeah, for it's sure. It's on the internet. Something's collecting it. That is going somewhere. I, mm -hmm. You know, I got my conspiracy theory, uh, theory friends who, who who believe 100% that the government created the internet in order to spy on people. That they we gave we got cell phones, and the cell phones companies were given the technology by the government so they they could study us and track us better. Wow. Yeah, I'm not that mm -hmm. down that rabbit hole too far. Yeah. But, I, but I, I mean, I, I listen, I listen because I don't put anything past people who are right. in power and are willing to stay in power. They'll do anything. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, there's, there's the things that I know that do go on are, you know, crazy enough, really, when you think about it. I mean, even just the coronavirus thing that's happening right now is insane. When you think about it, it's like crazy. Yeah, right. It is. It's nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm in California and the football thing that we took kids to, it's a little bit, uh, it seems like, you know, um, it was in a good neighborhood and people have a little bit more money. You know, you got to have yeah. like hundred bucks or whatever to throw down to send your kid to this flag football thing. So like, you know, there's a little bit more money in this, in this group of people, but like they very much seemed more, you know, right lean. They weren't wearing their masks. They weren't like super like uptight about this stuff at all. It seemed like everybody was like, even the people putting on the event were like, we got to do this shit because people are going to complain. So, you know, the kid coming through, you got to show like your badge picture that your kid was checked for COVID or whatever. Yeah. He barely looked at it. He's like 16. He's like, okay, go on in. He's not checking anything. It's like, it's just all... Throw the salt over your shoulder, put the garlic around your neck. Type. That's all it is. It's all BS, yeah. you know, but it's BS that allows certain companies and entities to take market share, control, yep. control people, right? Politicize things, you know, if you're in power, so you can make a part of your political agenda. There's a lot of things with that. I, I'll apologize to your audience. I know my audio probably sucks. Not a lot I can do about it right now. For some reason, this mic here, guys isn't like getting picked up by the by the stuff so i don't know i gotta figure it out i got a tech guy that's gonna come by and fix my my, my cable connection like all kinds of crap i gotta the do the only way i know <laughs> i just I turn it off and turn it back on again it's like the only that's way. it we did that earlier that's how i made it happen <laughs> that was the best i could do yeah so we're gonna have to uh they're gonna have to decode me hopefully it don't sound too bad Oh, what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> it's a pretty good ukulele uh, song you got there, man. <laughs> was, I'm, uh, I'm playing. I need to. I need to sit down and play a lot more. It's one day I'd like to be like Steve Martin and put out like a ukulele album. It's kind of it's legit. Like, I'll have you a ten, fifteen songs. That's all you need. That's it. I'll hire you to play my Beatles Auto tuner on it and. Yeah, good. And get some some rapper to rap over it, maybe. Hell yeah, <laughs> gangster rap ukulele. Uh, so okay, Paul. So Legit. one of the things you teach uh, that I want to talk to you about too was uh, harem games. Some, it's called oh harem. yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, this is something that I think is interesting. Because yeah, sounds, so- it sounds to me more um, more natural. In, in, mm-hmm. in accordance to how things happened for probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years through heaven, uh, human evolution. It seems oh, yeah. like it would make more sense that the most competent, most provisional, most dominant males would, you know, would take multiple uh, people. That reproduce. Have multiple women. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So some guys in your audience who've never even thought this far ahead or in this direction, this kind of blew my mind up. Like I was like, like when I realized that this is a thing, that this could be a thing and you could consistently run, um, have multiple women in your life and actually have it be healthier even than monogamous relationships. Now, granted, all relationships are independent things, right? So someone's monogamous relationship might be great 
and someone else's harem situation might be terrible. So, but it's the possible, I always had that paradigm. Well, the girls that would allow, would, would allow you to do, you know, do threesomes with you and, and sort of share you are probably dysfunctional or have these problems. That was the paradigm. You know, it goes back to that, you know, that there's something wrong with them yeah. and realize that that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> and that, um, you know, it kind of opened my mind to this whole thing because what's, there's a lot of bad things about technology, global sexual marketplace and this, that, and the other that we tend to focus on because we want to avoid harm or making yeah. mistakes in our future. Right. But the reality is, there's a lot of good things too. And one of those is that you can design your life right now. However you you don't have right to a degree. <clears throat> you can design your life. All it takes is skill and, and figuring out how to do it and making yourself the person who can do it in terms of your, you know, your, your intrinsic value, right. For talking relationships. And so there is no, like, you're not going to get burned at the stake by some Puritans for having multiple women in your house, for example. I mean, you're not dealing with this massive amount of social conditioning that's going to step into your relationship, unless, of course, you're getting divorced from a conventional marriage, but we already talked about that. And so you can design your life how you want it, and there are women that will jump right on board with that that are hot and that will buy into what you're saying if you have skill with women you know how to make them feel good and make them be happy, you know, have those good feelings about what's happening in the relationship with you. And you have a good, you know, high SMV or sexual market value. You can get them bought into it. Now, the other part of it is though, a, a harem is actually an evolutionary uh, driven thing. So we started off as polyamorous tri tribes, which were male driven in a sense that males are making the decisions in these small tribes. But women were sleeping with multiple men, though, in those tribes. What ended up happening? Right, exactly. But not even quite. It's more like chimpanzees where they, they went to the alpha males and they snuck around and slept with a couple other dudes. You know what I mean? It was just mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't quite completely. Bonobos is like uh, if feminism ruled the earth. <laughs> women just There's a study done on bonobos, though, that, that uh, over a 20 years. Yeah. Do a twenty-year span. Uh, one bonobo fathered like sixty percent of the offspring. Oh wow! So, so even like, in bonobos, they're so they're even alpha the, males so are doing all the work. Like the, the reproductive sex. So that's what they found. The study found that the, mm -hmm. even the, in the reproductive sex with bonobos went to the one alpha, and oh wow, the females would trade babysitting and food and other things for sex with the betas that they nice. didn't reproduce with. So strategic pluralism. That's yeah. interesting. I, I've seen that. I, I didn't know. I, I hadn't seen that particular study. That's really cool, though. Because it demonstrates. It. Of course. Of course yeah. they do, right? They don't want to talk about that because they want to. Per the presentation of bonobos today is that that's the perfect feminist, yeah. you know, yeah. utopian society or something in the animal kingdom in order to justify or validate that. But the reality is they're, they're banging alpha males too in bonobo uh, communities there, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. And so, so what happened though was with agricultural revolution, instead of wandering around in tribes and dying at an average of the age of 30 due to disease or an accident or whatever, um, 
you didn't have to spend so much time getting food and resources and being nomadic with agriculture. Agriculture allowed us to have societies where medical research and, you know, comforts and other things that we could develop a society where people did other things other than just gather food and hunt food. And so with that came a new structure where the guys with the most amount of resources, the most alpha dominant men tended to have most of the women. And so we're a product of 60, or I'm sorry, we're a product of 40% of men and that, which means that 60% of men in our history never made it at all, didn't have sex with anybody. And we're a product of 75% of women, okay? So that means 75% of women were having sex with the top, they desired the top 20% of men, but the ones that were less capable of getting those top 20% ended up getting the next 20%, and then everybody else didn't mate, right? And so that created a situation where you had multiple women for one guy. So guys would have, even Afghanistan today, Guys have four wives, right? That's a that's 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 by Sharia law in Afghanistan. You can have up to four wives if your resources are such that you can take care of it. So we went from being completely polyamorous to women being driven to being the strongest, most dominant alpha male and sharing that male with other women. So when I realized that and really grasped that and understood that, that changed. The entire paradigm of how I was thinking, and, may, and it caused a lot of more things to make sense. For example, why are women sex, more sexually fluid than guys? Okay, women tend to be attracted to other women. They experiment, and, and most women have had some sort of sexual experience with another woman. They've made out with them or whatever into full-blown sex, even though they claim to be heterosexual. Men are a lot more binary sexually. You know, there's there's a small segment of the populace that's homosexual. Everybody else isn't kind. That's how it works with men, where women are very fluid. Well, yeah, sure, because if they were evolved to be with the dominant alpha male and that male goes to visit the next tribe or goes to battle, he's gone for a couple months, she can't sleep with the pool boy because she'll get murdered and her firstborn, you know, her, any of her offspring will get murdered too in a lot of societies. So she would get her sexual needs and desires met with the other girls. Plus, they're being conditioned, you know, in these harems to be with that guy together. So, you know, you, you might, that one guy might be with two or three of his wives at the same time or whatever, you know. And, and concubines back then were often just women who just weren't married having sex with that guy. They weren't always for hire prostitutes like mm. standing on street corners like we know of today. They were just, you know, unmarried by marriage contract, but still having sex with these guys oftentimes surrogating kids, stuff like that. And so when you kind of understand that, it, it makes sense why women would, mm-hmm. could go into the structure and why it's very easily easy to get them bought into it. And what I found was, I'm to say seven out of 10 that I run into are very open to this idea. And, and so that opened up a lot of things for me because, and, and understand too, uh, I'll just say this part, it's not about, it's not about me necessarily just needing to sleep with all these women or something, which it's great by the way, but that's not really what it's about though, because right. Well, cause here's the thing. I can actually be monogamous. I can be with my chick. I'm not, it's not hard for me. Right. But it solves some major problems that monogamy creates. 
So monogamy was has been the shortest amount of time um, that we've evolved into. So it, we've had the, the shortest amount of time as a species trying to assimilate monogamy. It's only been like maybe between five five to 10,000 years that we've tried to assimilate monogamy. And so that's not enough time to really get it into our genetic drivers. And so what happens is women get bored very quickly in relationships. Women tend to seek outward and want to know that they're sexually viable and attractive by the outward environment. Um, and women tend to question whether the guy they chose to be with is indeed the best that they could do or their apex alpha. Now you solidify that when you're banging another girl with your girl and making another girl orgasm and she sees that these other girls are sexually attracted to you, nothing solidifies in her head and in her unconscious and hindbrain more that you're that apex guy than being in that experience with you. And so solves that problem. There's a lot less shit testing and thinking that you're not the apex or maybe he's not the best I can do. When they look outward for validation, which happens sometimes because they want validation from the social environment, they're looking at girls. They're sourcing girls for you. They're not looking towards other men, which see that creates that conflict between in a monogamy, she might look towards other men, right? Yeah. That'd be what should be conditioned to do. A, then global marketplace. Especially in a global marketplace. And then it's a comparison of you and that other other man. And then she doesn't get to necessarily see other women desiring you necessarily, right? In the sense of, you know, other women wanting to, taking it as far as sleeping with you. And so it creates all these conflicts in her head and questions. And those conflicts show up as her being in the relationship and causing problems for you. Sexual desire going down. You know, a lot of nagging and bitchy and ungrateful behavior. A lot of arguments out of nowhere. A lot of Episodic behavior, you know, where she used to do a lot of things for you and be a compliment to your life, and now she's just not interested in that anymore because she doesn't feel it. Like, that's how this stuff shows up when she's questioning these things. When she gets bored in the relationship, these are all these things. But if you can provide that variety, even if it's just every now and then, like you don't have to, you know, you're not doing it every weekend necessarily, but even if every now and then you, you know, you have another girl with your girl or something like that, it creates mm -hmm. a variety that makes her not necessarily bored and it can draw you if you're doing an ltr with other women that you bring in that kind of come in and out right but you maintain a singular ltr it's what i do actually um it brings you closer to that girl actually that's the thing you and her actually end up having a closer tighter relationship because all of these questions and conflicts that happen due to her drivers uh become solved you know and so it's pretty interesting and healthy. It's one of the healthy, I mean, my situation, I, I hate using my own personal crap, you know, because, you know, it, there's, it, it's like, let the internet know what you're doing in your life. It's just such a weird concept to me. But, but, but really though, my, my, my LTR situation I'm in is the healthiest relationship that her and I know of, like in, in terms of our social service. You know what I mean? It's there isn't a monogamous relationship out there that that is healthier than what we have. I, I feel You're like being it, real uh, about it opens up communication and uh, honesty. It's like everything's on the table. You know, right? There's a, lot more comfort, there's a lot more comfort. You don't have to hide shit. You don't have to like 
you know, oh, yeah. I, she's going to catch me looking at the butt or somebody's boobs. Instead, you can like point them out and nudge her and be like, hey, check it. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Exactly. It's a lot more understanding because she knows that, it, you know, you, you she's not, falling... losing, she's not losing her place at all. No. In fact, she's it's solidifying her place more with you because it, why would I ever trade my girl if, why would I not grow old with this girl if I get all of the awesome benefits of a monogamous relationship with her, plus never losing access to young hot girls? Mm-hmm. Why would I ever, what, 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 I mean, she just, she just yeah. solidified her place in my life more than anybody unlimited, else. Unlimited really. sexual access. That's, 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 that's our underlying biological goal. At the end of right. Exactly. So, I mean, I have that biological goal met with very little effort. Like, I'm doing anything. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is, this is the way for both uh, parties to win in their, um, right. their sexual, like what they're trying to accomplish in the sexual market. You know, women, women get stability and resources, mm-hmm. and the guy gets unlimited sexual access. I think it's... Right. But she also gets peak sexual experiences as well, though, Mm. without having, that's the other part of it. Like she, so girls can be more satisfied and happier sexually than they've ever been in their entire lives under the structure because their emotions are always running high for this guy that they see as this sexual best, not just as the best resource provider, you know what I mean? But as the actual dominant genetic best for mates because other women want to be with him. So we talk about like in, you know, some of these, you know, men's help circles, we'll call it in relation, you know, about dread, right? Where, okay, she's lost interest. So you have to like, and, and a lot of times the guy allowed himself to not be seen as a sexual object anymore. Either he stopped taking care of himself or, his, you know, his style still stuck in 1998 or some of these things, right? And, and so then he does a makeover. He starts going to the gym and he starts, you know, being nice to waitresses and shit. And then that brings dread out. She starts seeing him as a sexual object again. Well, if you're constantly upkeeping your, your SMV, right, your sexual market value because other women might be a part of that picture. And of course you recognize that you, you want to keep that up for the girl that you're with too, idealistically, you know, it, it, it's, she doesn't lose that attraction to you. So her sexual experience with you is much better, you know, but I do want to mention one thing about this. So a lot of guys go think they, there's, there's even in some, there's some like uh, people have authored books and stuff who have this idea, like, for some reason, they think that things have to be equal with this. Like if she, what what you're comfortable with, right? Like in other words, like they think, well, if you bring in other women, then you have to either bring in other men or let her sleep with other men. That's what. No, that 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 is this fake equality lie. All right, that's brought into the picture. Is it's not? That's not what it is. Because her drive isn't even for that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a turnoff. Like if, if a girl wants to do the things that I, to me that I want to do to her, like it's a major turnoff. Oh, of course, it's, it's a polarity like, yeah. problem. The girl's gonna get restrained <laughs> or tied up or whatever. She's like, oh, I can't wait to tie you up. I'm like, I'll leave her on read. Uh, I'll contact her again. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just don't untie her and roll her out of the, uh, of the truck. I call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's 
polarity problem, right? And that's mm-hmm. this idea of men and women are equal. No, we're not. We're not. And I don't necessarily, I'm not even sitting here trying to be like, like men are better, rah, rah, rah. It's not about that. It's that we're not the same. And her sexual drive is to be with a top tier man, not to be with several men. All, like, like guys will want to spread seed. Women ha- want to mate with the top genetic option for, for, cause they have a womb and they carry a baby. We don't, that's, that's, that's the driver. So, and this structure works when it's male driven. It doesn't work when it's female also, driven. Today's, today's age woman too, though, they have a major driver of attention and that may even take over their drive for somebody settling down or at least at the younger age, you know, the guys on front, the girls on fresh mm-hmm. fit, the young 20 somethings. Right. Know, Cause they're, they all want to be rappers and, you know, football players sure. and, and, and basketball players. And it's like, it's not going to work out well for you ladies. Well, I mean, actually maybe it will cause they'll get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they can just take as, as money with us through the kid. But the, here's the thing though. There's a whole element that they're missing out on. They're, they're after this. The reason why a 21 year old hot girl, is after that attention and after that status more than anything else, because she hasn't had her lady parts blown from here to next week out by a dude who really knows how to have sex with her. And I'm being for real, like they, when they have that peak sexual experience, they're like, never mind. Like what? Like status who? Like what? That? You know, when they become addicted to you neurochemically through the sexual experience, they, they're willing to compromise that other stuff. Now, some won't, right? But, but a lot will. A lot will. And you see it all the time. Like, if you, I'm sure you've seen the really hot girl that could potentially, you know, run off with any celebrity because of her, her, she, how attractive she is. Mm-hmm. And she's even on Instagram or whatever. But she is, like, stuck on a particular guy for some reason. You know, and, and the sexual experience is really high with that guy. So so when she's getting her sexual emotional needs met, which that's the other part of this, you know, that we don't talk about it in red pill, red pill space enough. I'm glad Sterling came along to bring this to a to discussion more. But you have to really know how to push the right buttons with her sexually. If her yeah. sexual experience is okay or good, but not boom here it's harder to she's keep frame you gotta be like what the fuck was that what just happened to me what it, exactly what? <laughs> yeah and so and so having the skill set you know to create that is is pretty important and and guys can get that skill set it's it's a, it's when you understand game and understand women even outside the bedroom you can apply those same concepts in the bedroom then it's just a few physical techniques that you have easy access to. If you have a computer, you can find those physical techniques. Choke test. Choke test. Face lap test. (laughs) Bag over head test. No. (laughs) No, the the hoodie, the hoodie, the hoodie, the hoodie, hood. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was was, was complimented on that one. She's like, holy shit. What was that? <laughs> nice, like the nice. style. Put over the head. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so, I mean, so technique is easy to come by and guys approach. Problem is, though, and this is why actually my, I'm covering a, a chapter or a module on sex in my frame course when it comes out because it's not, it's not so much the, te- the technique is something you can come by. 
there's there's information out there. I just my camera just decided to be stupid, but I'm still I, I'm fixed that while I'm talking. Um, we're having all as long as we got my audio. Well, no, yeah, frame is extremely important. Um, in in the idea of like the bedroom and this, you know, because women will assume the frame if like especially I can notice you know in the Bay Area there's a lot of soft guys who don't control mm -hmm. the frame, so like the women right. like start to like try to lead and it's like it's seriously. <laughs> You know, you're doing the cha-cha or a dance or whatever, and then your chick starts doing it first, and you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, like I grab her, like stop, right? Follow me. Yep, exactly. And and so some, so here's the thing though, like kind of when women start off on their sexual journey, right? Um, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like such a, uh, a I, I don't know, <laughs> such a girl advice very, sexual very journey. <laughs> very but i mean it's about <laughs> healing and trauma today <laughs> yeah so of course of course healing it through tyrone mm. and chad uh thundercock uh from the team but um <laughs> they, when they start their sexual behavior they, of course they don't have any guidance or any idea no one tells them that their neurochemical responses are going to get conditioned based on their behavior and this is the whole thing right so when women are pursuing random sex, vacation sex, oh, hot guy on vacation, I'm going to bang them and have the full Cancun experience, right? That kind of crap. Um, cheating on, you know, partners when they're supposed to be in commitments, screwing around. What ends up happening is they condition their neurochemicals to respond to variety and polyamorous behavior, like just like back in the tribes. And studies and research has shown that a lot of girls once they go down that path they can't just flip it around and all of a sudden be happy with one guy in a long-term situation and even in a harem situation a girl wants a long-term mate when when she settles down with that guy to grow old with because after 35 like i said sheer percentage chances are pretty damn low and it doesn't, those prospects don't get better as she ages. Women don't age as well as men do. It's a fact in the sexual marketplace. If she doesn't have a guy that cares about her, loves her, and is willing to, you know, be with her and be that partner with her, she's probably not going to find it when she's 40. You know, especially, and especially if she has, you know, cheating behaviors and behaviors that demonstrate she can't be in a long-term relationship. And so that's the problem here is that these women will start into promiscuous behaviors. And so when I say like their drive is to meet the top tier, you know, alpha guy, yeah, that's what they all want. But some of them ruin their capabilities to have that and to be happy with that because it's literally their neurochemicals. It's like taking a bunch of drugs and then, oh, now my neurochemicals are jacked up and it's hard for me to you know, stay balanced and to be like happy and to not have, you know, depression all the time because I blew my neuroreceptors out. You know what I mean? By doing heavy drugs or a lot of coke or a lot of meth or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, you have to, you know, you, you have to condition your brain to get what it is you want. You know, you're, you're a professional fighter. You condition your brain to put you in training situations and to train when you didn't want to and to do things that were hard and to push past pain and do all of these things, you had to condition your brain to that. If you sat on the couch and were always conditioning your brain for comfort, 
you're not going to turn around, let's say, at 30, all right, after being on the couch and playing video games and, you know, seeking comfort only and never having to execute discipline. You're not going to turn around when you're 30 and all of a sudden show up to a training session and train for eight hours. You know, even if your body can handle it, your brain can't. And, and this is literally what women do to themselves. They, unfortunately, and society and their parents even and their circles and their sisters and their friends, they all support it. You know, go get out there, girl. Explore your, sex, explore your sexuality. You know, oh, yeah. okay. Yep. And then they can't be happy with one dude. And guess what? A top tier man ain't going to take a woman who's not going to be happy with him. Also, by the time they're done running the carousel, (laughs) no no top tier guy, the guys that they really want, don't want them back. No, they want them a hundred percent. And, and I, and I can say from experience, I mean, I've had girls who were prospects even to, you know, join the, uh, the apex harem. (laughs) Stupid. Anyway, (laughs) but whatever, you know what I mean? I've had had women that I'm, I'm like, all right, I would invite her into the bedroom. You know, she could be, that might work out. She's pretty hot. She seems really cool. And then they'll do some behaviors that demonstrate that they're like a toxic person Mm -hmm. or that they're this kind of mate shifting, mate switching, switching person. And even though I'm not even talking about anything more than casual with that girl for me and my partner, she's off the list for me. I'm now unattracted to her. I'm complicate your life. It's no reason to. Right. Exactly. Because I'm I'm, desperation also. It's like, are you desperate to like hook up with this other person? No. It's like right. It's gonna be right. Yeah. Well, and when you don't, because why would I take her on when I could find there's there's somebody else just around the corner who looks as good as her, who's got a good head on her shoulders. Right. Exactly. He's got a good head on her shoulders, even for something casual, let let alone long term stuff. You know what I mean? Mm And so I, I don't even, I don't even, the girl has toxicity that she's going to bring to my doorstep. She never makes it to my doorstep. And that's how I run it. But I have a lot of options. Unfortunately, a lot of guys need to work on their options because that's, funny. yeah, they, they don't feel like they have it. Um, yeah, it's not even that you have to like, go out and sleep with a lot of women. Like you need to date no. a lot of women. You need to like interact yeah. and have conversations and like go on a few dates and like see what people are about and what their mentalities are. Like you can't just well, and that, and that's kind of like the way I was like prior to like my awakening. I guess you know it's like you just kind of like the hottest girl like that came around and showed interest is like the one you dated, and it wasn't like yeah. you were you were like oh it's not like I had a choice between several girls to like focus on this one. It was like oh I got one keep. <laughs> Right. It's like, it's like you get into relationships on accident and you don't have abundance. Yeah. And, and then you're trying to make it work with someone who's not a good partner, you yeah, know, like, like not, you, you not stumbled, you stumbled not. on something. You're out for a walk and you stumbled on something and you're just like trying to like carry this. Right. And then you have sex with it. Yeah. <laughs> I stumbled, I'm out for a walk. I stumbled, landed in vagina. Right. Then I go, shoot, how am I going to make this, you know, my wife? That's like what most guys do. Yeah, drag, it, drag it all the way home with you. Try to wash it off, clean it up. <laughs> There's a lot going on with this roadkill, but we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is, and that's not good. I, I don't. I'm with you, man. I don't focus on like the notch count. I think that's the wrong focus. Because uh, I mean, 
And my number of girls I slept with doesn't make or break how happy my damn life is. Yeah. It's what matters the, it's, is, yeah. It's like you get experience or like, what did you learn or how did it go? Or did you get better at something through the process? Yeah. Like, I'm not a big, I think that's kind of stupid. It, it, yeah. Like some, I, I get why like some of our friends or whatever say, oh, you got to sleep with at least 50 women. I understand why they say that. I think though that's not, the focus needs to be, Having an abundance of options. Yeah, just have abundance of options, right? Like, and have experiences and don't jump into commitments right away until you know how to navigate it. Like, there's three things that if a guy, the quality of women a guy has in his life is based on three things. Sexual market value is one thing. Opportunity is another. And that third thing is skill set. That's skill in vetting and skill in handling women in the relationship whether it's casual just dating or something or much more than that. Those are the three things. And so you have to build those skill sets through dating. That's the mm -hmm. thing. You can't just, you know, show up and expect that everything's going to work out. You know what I mean? That's not wishful yeah. thinking doesn't really. It's, yeah. It's kind of, it's what most people do though. They just want to, yeah. That's the whole God, the whole church thing kind of is like, Oh, if I just believe it'll work right. out, it'll all work out. Just have faith. Have faith. Yeah. Yep. Someone in the chat says, uh, fourth is choice. Well, no, your choice is your skill set. That's vetting. So vetting is a skill too. It's part of the skill set of handling women is knowing how to set those boundaries and recognize if that chick is just not a good option and to next her, you know what I mean? And open up. Smelling crazy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta develop the smell. Yep. 100%. They, that's a big thing too. Like guys don't, and I noticed this, dude, this is something I noticed in real estate too, like with people buying or selling houses, they often don't understand like opportunity cost. When you're, so, so that's a whole buying a houses thing is a little different, but in, in the sexual marketplace, when you're putting your focus into women that aren't good options, even for like short-term casual stuff, like they're a little bit toxic, mm -hmm. a little bit stupid, and they, they suck your time and energy away. That's time and energy. Country. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's time and energy you don't have, though, to put to, that, that you can leave open for better women to be in your life. Try, it's a I, big deal. I tried to explain this to a couple friends, and they get mad, man. It's like, why are you spending so much time investing? They come up with so many excuses. Oh, well, you got to drive an hour just to meet them or, you know, whatever. Girls... Your younger girls where I live won't swipe up or, or whatever. It's just, it's so frustrating. Man. Oh, yeah. So, well, they're a pile of attitude. Sure. Pile of excuses, not realizing, well, the girls aren't swiping on me. Okay. Well, it's probably because your SMV presentation on your profile suck. Guys come to consultations with me. First thing I do is look at that stuff. Interesting like, how your, guys. Your opener is yeah. probably garbage too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. But dude, it's crazy. Cause like I have guys come to me who are decent looking top tier guys who are failing in, you know, they're just not doing as well as they'd like to be. They're not getting the matches they want. They're not on the dating apps, you know? And then I'll look at their photos and I'm like, okay, you look like a dork and three photos and you're not even a dork. Like you're in, I'm on a zoom call with you and you look decent in the zoom call. And I look at your photos and I'm like, who the hell is this? You know, and so, and so we have to work on that stuff. But you know what it is, though? It's an indicator of what's going on inside of them. They don't have that confidence really on the inside 
to present themselves like a dominant alpha attractive male. So when they have that photo that shows them as dominant uh, alpha and attractive, they go, oh, that's not really me, dude. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Because in the inside, they don't feel like that. And so their photos become a representation of what's going on inside themselves, what's going on in their minds. Um, and that's, that's some of these things that we do, like reconditioning and stuff in my consultation sessions, because these guys, they have a lot going for them a lot of times. They don't see it and they don't see their value and the value that they actually bring to a woman. They think the value is the stuff that they'll do for a woman, you know, versus the value is just who they are as a man. Intrinsic, yeah, from what they've accomplished. Right, exactly. And they don't see, like, their own attractiveness or that the capability of that. I'll have a guy, I'll be like, all right, you got to get your hair. Hair needs to be different. Clothing needs to be, let's do it the whole style consulting thing not like i'm mr style but i can help a guy present himself not like a bitch with his clothes and so he just does some of those things he just changes a little bit change you know picks some stuff up that fits better picks updates his wardrobe gets a haircut that look that makes him look better with that way of space shape his body is and everything all of a sudden he's attractive he's like dude wow like crazy but yeah, he didn't feel good inside of himself to begin with to, to even go down that path. That that's really yeah, a lot, a lot of people they hold that they hold themselves back. I some of that I think is a conditioning. It's part of the blue pill. Yeah. A lot of men are have their uh their power suppressed or stripped from them. Right? You you kinda you're kinda taught things that lead to you not like fully realizing your own power and what you can do in the world. Right, for sure. Oh, this is fun. I want to address. We got uh, Queen somebody in the chat. Oh, it's, yeah. She's not going to be in the, oh, man. Oh, John, what are you going to do? She's not going to be on the channel anymore. Oh, no. Did she? So here's, I love this. Same thing. They, they, when they don't actually name a a thing, when they can't name a point, you said this, some, this thing that I disagree with. They're just that you said something that's true that they don't like, right? They just they don't I, like the truth, and that makes them mad. If you actually said something, oh well, you know, two plus two is six, they would actually right. be like, you, you're stupid. You said this; that's not correct. Well, no. and it's very un, it's very unfortunate that some women are so indoctrinated with the way that things are that they can't even help themselves. Because I'm sitting here talking about things that guys need to do to be better in relationships, like be attractive, seduce their partners, you know, not give up yeah, once they give the commitment. No, right. Exactly. And also they're not saying that when I'm saying that your intrinsic value goes down, I'm sorry that you don't like the truth. When I'm saying that if you're past 35, your percentage chances are now lower that doesn't mean actually that a girl who's 40, 40 can't meet a guy and be happy, but she has a lot more work it's to do now. statistics. Right. And, and, average, but see, yeah. On, and average, you know, yeah. on average, like men are taller than women, but like you always get the one chick who's like, I know this girl, Susie, and she's six five. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to make that observation, man, because it's, it's funny. Like a chick like that will continue to be single and have men that, in her lives that are below her standards. I have women that are, I have a couple women right now that are in consultation with me about twice a month, two in particular that are over 40. I have right now two female clients that are under 21. So that's really 
both an interesting dynamic. Cause I was just as surprised as anybody else when the under 21 year olds came to come talk to me. But the reason the older, the older women are talking to me because they're tired of being lied to and they want somebody to tell them the truth and say, okay, not to sh- like the crap all over them or anything, but to say, listen, here's your limitations. Here's what you have to do to overcome those limitations. And now let's review your standards too, and make sure you're not, latching onto something that's, that's a little bit that's superficial what, that's what man by kevin samuels like yeah like most of his viewers are women most of his well sure you know because they like it's his he has a really cool niche actually yeah. to be able to, he's, t- he's to tell he's really great yeah, <laughs> right but you know i will say this though and it's my opinion it's it's the solutions he's offering though i don't always agree with um because i don't mean, you know, I, I mean, you know if you notice if he gives too many solutions he just kind of tells them how it is you know right uh, and you want to be a wife are you are you a wife are you your wife material do you have you ever learned how to be a wife do you know what a wife is and, or like, and he's right about all those things 100 100 i just like never thought about it he's like oh okay, you want to date and then he talks about like okay you want to date these type of men how many of these men do you know how many of these men are you yeah. around on a daily basis and the women right are like, uh, <laughs> I get my only critique of him, and I don't mean to say this like in a, in a criticism. So you, you go to watch the show; it's great. Like I'm promote him; he's awesome. Like I'm not; it's not anything like that. It's just a little disagreement, or at least an observation. I don't even know if it's a disagreement, really. But it's an observation: is that he is tying into their the, a, a woman's checklist that is all of the beta provisioning checklist stuff, right? And then he's saying, well, if you want all of these, provi- you know the beta checklist then you have to do this or you're never going to have that or whatever you know and then he criticizes but here's the thing when a woman comes to me to consult and she's 48 years old and she's you know had had a long-term relationship but the guy passed away which happened and she is like holy crap now what do i do i'm 48 my options aren't all that good okay she's somebody that i'm going to give a bunch of actionable advice to uh, actionable advice to but she's not i'm not having her focus on the beta provisioning things i'm having her focus on the thing that's going to bring her emotional and sexual satisfaction Mm -hmm. the things she would be attracted to because the provisioning things can work themselves out a woman needs to go for the guy that's attractive and that she wants to be with. She wants to have genetic ops, you know, she wants to make genetic material, put it like that. And then vet it out through a lens of these other things. In other words, okay, if the guy's, you know, great in bed, but, uh, you know, a heroin addict or something, <laughs> whatever, right? it shouldn't be on your list. Well, hey, right? they she take that your... sometimes. <laughs> oh, they take that all the time, all the time. right? But, uh, but I mean, that's, and so that's for their long-term happiness. The focus really needs to be on that emotional and physical connection because that's what's going to keep it together the checklist stuff's all bull stuff because okay he meets all this stuff but if the other things aren't in order you're just going to be divorced in five years anyway i don't care how old you are when you end up hooking up a dude right it's the way it is and so they're going to end up back at square one maybe with a fatter checkbook if the guy didn't do a prenup so that's that's the thing like he's not leading the women towards happiness because what's happy what's going to make them happy is a dude that emotionally and sexually satisfies them and makes them happy and then the other stuff kind of works out like does it really matter if the dude makes eighty thousand a year or i think, I think that's kind of like the whole premise of the thing is like it's like yeah 
pop the bubbles. Is the these these uh, hallucinogenic bubbles these women live? Yeah, this is the well, that, and that's the good part. That's the part I think is awesome about yes. what he does. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. People have that's been lying to these women for a very long time. Oh yeah, yep, exactly, and that's a shame, you know. But that's so. Here's the thing, though. Like you got you mentioned, you have this chick in the chat here. I'm saying these things because I want women to be happy and get their crap together. She gets mad and goes, you guys must be MGTOW. Did she miss the part where I'm in a relationship and I have great relationships with women? She missed that part? Like, you yeah. see, what, and the answer is yes, because of solid food. And this is, this is the shame. This is, a sh this is the, the sucky part about the society we live in. But the yeah. only thing yeah. that yeah. sucks for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like these guys, right. like guys are all princes. When when did we say anything? Like we we're talking about how guys are failing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Not like only that, what and the guys of... failing is what what causes a lot of the women to fail. I think. Yeah, it's insane. And what what part of I I have a relationship I'm in and I have great relationships and even both platonically and non platonically with women. We just talked about. I'm not talking about not having women in your life. Like what. You get what I mean? Like she's, but see somebody like that, yeah, she doesn't get it. And it's unfortunate. She only hurts herself because I'm doing great. People who follow my advice and your content, my content, they're going to not get themselves in bad situations with chicks and they're going to have good yeah. situations with women and good relationships and healthy relationships. I'm going to get screwed over, ripped off, taken advantage of, manipulated in yeah. a negative way. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's so we're the ones like even guys who've been I, I've I've had guys, you know, come to me at 50 plus years old, zeroed out from a divorce or just got, you know, got back from getting zeroed out and going, man, I don't know, like, what do I do about the sexual marketplace? I mean, are women even worth it? And it's like, well, let's work on it and see. And they end up having great relationships with women, and and, and they're and they're living they're the living biggest, their life. I think the, the biggest hurdle for most guys that I see is that they don't they do not understand what a woman is and what she's capable right. of, and and that's really what it is. It's like you either understand it, you understand what a woman is, or you don't. And right, and people who think they know get upset when you when you tell them how things really are. Like I was explaining this to a friend, Ryan is like. A dog is a dog, you know, it walks on four legs. I, I can't get pissed off at my dog because he's walking on four legs. I'm like, Mom, yes. get on your get on your hind legs, god damn it. Stand up. Yeah. Like he's yep. not he's not. He's not gonna it's not gonna happen. He's a dog. But like exactly. if I get upset, like, oh god, there he goes on his four legs again. It doesn't mean I hate dogs. I'm just right. I'm just aware that he's a dog. <laughs> exactly. right, exactly. Now we're comparing women to dogs, so we must be going well, to the I, I, I agree, though. I use that comparison all the time. I'm just messing with it. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true, though. It's true, though. It's like, why, you know. Chair is a chair. Yeah. It's like, use that, that, it's like, imagine if you were a zookeeper and you worked in the chimpanzee exhibit, you know, cleaning up shit from chimpanzees. And you tried to have a political discussion about the last election with the chimpanzees. And they just sat there and made a bunch of noise and threw poop at you. And then you left and got home, went, I'm so mad. These chimpanzees just don't listen to me. Blah, blah, blah. It's like you're wasting your time. black pill on chimpanzees. <laughs> I'm going black pill on chimpanzees. It's like, dude. Pill. I'm going to clean yeah. the shit up. I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they'll be missing out. They'll be missing out because they don't know how much of a genuine good guy I am. And That's right. I'm such a good guy. 
Star Wars video yeah. game. Yeah. And and that's the that's the problem. It's like, dude, yeah. you, you accept women for what they are and who they are. And, and I mean that there's a lot of good things that women are. It's not all bad things. Well, they're amazing. You just have great. Yeah. Dude, now that I, now that my, I understand how they behave. I, I went to a strip club on Friday. They were great. We had a great time. I mean, what do you mean? Oh, you understand them? <laughs> Dude, this isn't, they're not great. They're great. I had, I had chicks with me. I had dudes with me. I had, um, it was a uh, friend's 21, you know, birthday you're, you're thing. In, uh, Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So oh, like yeah. Indiana. So oh, yeah. Like five hours maybe from Detroit. Yep. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, about five hours. And uh, yeah, man, got a got a nice hotel down there. Went to had some had some little pre drink and some food and stuff. At, you know, at, at a Fishbone. Anyone knows Detroit? Fishbone's a classic uh, old school mm-hmm. restaurant. And, and then went to, yeah, then went to the strip club. Had a table. And and here's the thing: the girls that are working there are coming hanging out with us. You know why? Because we're fun to hang out with. Like, <laughs> we're fun to hang out with. It's not just about, like, money. I mean, sure, we tip the girls and everything like that. And there's some money. Like, I, I tossed around a little money for this for this guy, you know. My, my, it was my friend's son. And that's fine. But that's not the only reason they're there. You know what I mean? And that's not why they're following my Instagram right now. And it wasn't because of all the money I made them. Because we were a goddamn good time. You know what I mean? And, and it's not saying go make friends and have, you know, make babies of strippers or anything unless you're in the infantry apparently that's what they do that's what we did don't do that (laughs) but you know it's like have a good time like who cares you know my my chick came with me so we went to the strip club with my girl we had a great time other girls who are friends were like damn it i wish i could go (laughs) i had something else to do tonight let me know next time Mm -hmm. girls are great you know what i mean that if you know how to handle them and if you understand the nature of what you're dealing with, the whole issue is have, And if you have experience, that's that's it. There's so many times right. comments come from people, and, you, and as soon as you see it or you hear it, you know that this person has zero experience with women. Right. You've had no dates. You have no girlfriend. <laughs> like you, you just do no. not know. No, no, it's it's some dude. I I posted a, one of the photos. You know, it, it's that we had from the. You're not really supposed to take photos or whatever, but we had some, and because uh, the chicks didn't mind because they liked us, right? And um and and uh, it was just like, oh, you know, at night in Detroit, some dudes in my Instagram mad. Well, this is the douchiest photo of that, you know. And I just went, <laughs> all I did was like, you know the uh whatever douchey do douchiest you know like but like with their fonts you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then he got all mad like oh what are you you're gonna call me date all this and that like i didn't say anything, say anything. and i'm thinking to myself i haven't even responded yet i probably don't know if it will that dude has no idea you know no has no idea like no idea. just the fact that no he idea. has to spurg out and make a comment on some shit Right. Like, he has no I, idea. I how many times I've I've been like scrolling on something or whatever and be like, oh, I disagree with that point. Keep scrolling. Like no comment, yeah. no, I don't I don't think about it, doesn't whatever. Like I don't care. It's it's something right. on the internet. Like no. you have a deep seated like there's something well, wrong. Well he has a deep seated like, problem. You're very, what, you're very deep- insecure if you have to comment on somebody making a statement on the internet that like goes against your ideology or your whatever. Yeah. Yourself. Well, it's, 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 he doesn't understand. Like, does he understand that 
the girls are having a good time too, right? Like they're not there because we captured them. <laughs> the girls are having fun, and, and and a lot of oh my god, the girl, a lot of the girls hanging out with us weren't even we weren't even giving them any money. They're just hanging out with us. You know, I felt bad and was like, wanted to buy, want to here put a drink in our tab or something. Like you should be out there making money. Like no, we're having fun with you guys. I'm like, all right, cool. Because <laughs> like, we're because we're not these weirdo losers. And we're in a club, and it's not. I don't go to strip clubs all the time. I'm just this just happened to have happened recently. But it could be anywhere. You know, uh, uh, the next night was a um, Kentucky no, Derby that, party. That's a good uh, man. That's like so. I don't have like um, a set of rules for like pickup or whatever. I've never done pickup, whatever. Yeah. But like I have a set of like things. It's like you you need to be you're the show. You need to be the way right. fun. Like that's one of the things that needs to go into your mind when you're going out at night to the club or whatever. Right. Even if you're on a date, is like have that little mantra yeah. in your head. Is like, like I am where the fun is. Like don't get stuck in your exactly. head. Exactly. You you've got to be okay. Boom, we're doing it. This is fun. Let's be the yes guy. Right. Those those guys worry so much about alpha and beta. They need to worry about being like a human being first. I know it sounds, and I'm not trying to be do like a dick when want. I say this. Do what you think is fun. Like, be a person that's just cool to be around first, and then worry about the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, these guys are like, like well, I, think, so, I think that's the thing too, is a lot of guys need to be, they need to do more stuff. And they need to, because yeah. they, need, they need to be, because you like to be interesting, an interesting person, you have to have experiences. So, like, you, right. need to, you need to, like, pick up a bunch of hobbies, try a bunch of new stuff do things you normally wouldn't do just to do them. Like just to have a freaking story. Like yeah, going and going in online and playing video games with your buddies. Isn't going to create a story that you can tell to a girl yeah. like, on a date or out at the bar or anything. Like no. you may have fun Experience and your friends have a good time, but like, that's not, that's not really an interesting thing. Like, I don't know too many girls no. are like, Oh my God, how many kills did you get? <sighs> <laughs> Tell me about your Call of Duty team again. Yeah, it doesn't. Right, go do actual Call of Duty shit. You know what? Man, do something. Get experience. Go punch somebody in the face on television, and 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 then get you know be you. That's fine. Like do something, man. Like something. It, it's all about experience and shit. You got a guy you, in this chat. You got a question here? Yeah, I want to I want to bring this yeah. question up here. This uh, uh, SCI says, uh, don't you guys find it a bit chaotic after a time to be? All casual with girls and spinning plates. Like, wouldn't you guys want to have a low key, normal family? Well, well yeah. To this. <laughs> like, that's something a lot of guys do want to have. But because of the circumstances of today, it's very dangerous. And there's a very good chance that you're going to get divorce raped. Very good chance. Right. And so here's, and that's the skill. Or, or you'll right? get stuck in a, in a sexless marriage that you're not happy with and sucks. Right. And that's, and that's the, that's the, the, okay. So like the frame course is directed towards exactly what you're saying to develop the skill set and picking a good match for that. And then maintaining, maintaining that frame throughout the entire relationship. When you have that skill with that, the danger level goes down. And even if there's still that chance it could end, you've protected yourself in that off chance. Mm -hmm. But I'm an LTR guy. I enjoy being in a relationship. I got a great partner and we have a great time together and we have a great situation. I, I'm all about it. You know what I mean? So I'm not sitting here like a, some pickup artist telling you never to be in a relationship, 
but don't be in a relationship mm -hmm. that's shitty. Right. Still on board. I, I have no problem with being in another long-term relationship. I have no problem having more kids. My problem right. is uh, marriage. I don't get marriage, and yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to be monogamous. So, like, I would have to create some kind of harem game. Either two girlfriends or a main or a main. Well, we're girl. friends, man. Talk to me anytime. We'll, I'll, yeah, I'll help you right. out. I need, I need to talk to you about <laughs> yeah. that at some point. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. that that's where it's gonna have to be because I just don't uh for one, I don't wanna get bored, but two, like the financial risk. Sure. To pick one girl and date and be with, even if we just live together. Like I right. don't want I don't want something, you know, she can change her mind. We could live together for ten years and she changed her mind and now I got I pay I have to pay her alimony because California courts are like, fuck you. You know. Right. Yeah, well, and you have to do a lot I don't want to risk my my children, the children I already have. I don't want to risk their future and their future inheritance or anything I might have for them. So, like, it's just it's really not worth it at all economically to involve myself like yeah. that. No, and you definitely don't have to though. That's the other thing. You can build again the benefit of being in twenty twenty is you can build the life you want. You can have all the benefits of a long term relationship, and she derives those benefits too without the interference of the state as much as possible, you just have to know how to design that. Now in California, you might have things regarding, um, you have to talk to an attorney because they're real strict over there. If a girl moves in with you, eventually she gets treated like she's married to you already. So you might have to have a separation agreement or prenup <laughs> if it ever get, gets there. But it's a shame that government involves themselves in our relationships, which makes it, so hard unfortunately to just have a great situation with somebody and, and here's the thing too just so guys have this paradigm because i know there's a lot of ltr guys in the in the chat right now who are would like that it the ability to exit the relationship seamlessly will help keep the relationship together so i get this in consultations a lot where i get a guy who's you know, a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, an entrepreneur or something or a finance guy who makes between three and $500,000 a year is married, has a couple kids, and he is afraid to set a boundary with his wife because if he loses and she takes the stuff, he doesn't know what that would look like. You see, yeah. in his mind, it's like, I'm going to lose all, all my assets. And then, of course, she's in the relationship spending his money like a crazy person, yeah. you know, and he he feels like he's a prisoner in this situation. He'd like to work it out with her. But what would it take? The thing that would take for him to work it out with her is for him to be perceived as an alpha male, which means he sets standards and boundaries and tells her to fuck off sometimes. And, and, you know, does things that puts a relationship at risk. He's mm -hmm. afraid to do it because he doesn't know what the end would look like. If you know what the end would look like, and in fact, you could leave today, tomorrow, with maybe some logistical things to deal with, but not something that's too crazy, then you're putting the effort in to make it work every single day. And so is she. There's not the, if you both know you can leave, look at all the effort you put in. When you're dating somebody, how much effort is she putting in? And how much are you putting in? Because you don't want, like, you like 100%. this chick. And you, you, I, right. I look to that. Like, the effort that went in before the ring was on the finger versus, it was night and day. 100%. Night and day. I felt like yeah, I, I experienced that, too. First month. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's and it, and it happens on both sides too. A lot, a lot of guys oftentimes won't do the effort either. You know, on certain no. things that are pain points for them. Yeah, I've heard that a lot with the women I've, I've uh, dated. Is is the guy after as soon as they got married, the guy was just like, oh, video games and right. You're my mommy now. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, exactly. I have a lot of sex every once in a while, and, and they're just like, right. "Ew, what? Yeah, what did I get into? Yeah, exactly, exactly." And that's the thing: people stop trying without the incentive to try. If you know you can lose something, then that's the best incentive you have to try to keep it together. And so that's the biggest problem with that marriage commitment and the state getting involved is they make it hard to separate. Now, there's this paradigm that we had in the church and other things that said, "Oh, well, that's good; it keeps you working on it." wrong you work on it because you're bought into wanting to be with this person the experiences you build with this person are what make you want to stay with that person if you feel like a prisoner in a relationship it makes you less likely to try and less likely to actually want to be with the person it works the opposite way and so you dudes who want to do that thing with the family and the marriage and stuff do it but do it with this in mind and set the structure up because you can set the structure up to favor you in this situation, not not hurt you. You know what I mean? Oh, oh man. Hell yeah. How long have you going today? Half, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was an hour and a half already? Wow. It is. Yeah. 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 I, I'm like a machine. I just sit here. <laughs> I'm like you training, you know, but on the internet, so it's less cool. Less way less. Uh, let's take one more question. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good one. Let's take one more question here. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Go ask. Uh, I'm new to all the red pill. How do I start shifting uh, mental or my mental point of origin to myself? Okay. Well, I don't take any pill. I'm just reading that next comment. Anyway, <laughs> so here, here's I, I do this a lot. I mean, with guys in consultation, but you got to figure out your own identity and who you are. Okay. And what drives you now, you're not always going to know like what it is that drives you until you go out and just start experiencing things and start doing action. But what you really in consultation, what I'll do with a guy is we'll actually start to do, um, under meditation or hypnosis listing and coming up with, his traits and understanding wh who he is and his archetype. You know what I mean? And so like the reason this is important and you got to understand is that your identity is an accident for most people, right? What, what, what I mean is your polygenetic material and then experiences happen to you and then you react or learn from those experiences and that makes you who you are. Some of those things that are part of your identity are great and are going to be very useful a lot of those things or a few of those things are not going to be so useful aren't going to be hindering you and so when you do an archetype exercise under hypnosis and then meditation on your own and journaling you discover your identity who you actually are you become intentional about that so you feed your archetype or how you see yourself your best version of you by feeding those traits and then you let those traits that are not really good for you, not productive, don't match that identity, you let those sort of go by the wayside. Um, this is actually really good too for guys who are in, in the public eye. I've had a few people who are in the public eye that I can't say that have come to me because they have all these people out there writing hit pieces on them or writing bios on them, right? You know, they got all this, 
all these pulls in all these different directions. And it's like they start to lose themselves and everyone else's opinions of them. You know, there's a saying, you know, you look into the abyss, but the abyss looks back at you. It's the same thing. Even if you're an alpha male leader, the people you influence also influence you. And so some of these celebrities, even you'll see them, they'll lose who they are or they'll just like lose themselves, go crazy with things because they lose their identity is really what it boils down to. And so this identity exercise is good. No, you don't have to book a consult to, to try to do this. Just journal on your own and start coming up with your traits and who you are. And so that's practical exercise. And then from there, start taking action and doing the things that match who you are and how you see yourself. The best version of you. Not the weak version, the shitty version, the crybaby version, the angry, upset version, all the things you don't want to be. But the good stuff, the stuff that is you want to keep feeding. Start now taking up hobbies, different jobs, passions, doing and experiencing different things. And what will end up happening is you'll find something that sort of just just resonates with you. And then you'll keep going with that. You'll be like, man, I really influenced the world with this thing I, I figured out. It might take time, but the journey is good. But if, you're on, if you understand who you are and you feed that, that action, you, you do actions that match that and you feed those traits that'll keep you. That's a practical way of doing your mental point of origin. And anyway, I'll, you know, if we've got anything to add to that, John, what do you think? No, that's great. I think, you know, you have to kind of, man, like it's okay to be, you have to accept being selfish a little bit. Okay. You have to accept yeah. being selfish and putting yourself first. Cause that's the first thing I, the No One Mr. Nice Guy book is a good a good start. <clears throat> you know, looking at things is like, how do, how does this affect me? Like, does this really benefit me? Do I do I need to do this? Is this important to me? You know, am I doing this for myself and my own benefit, or am I doing this because somebody else put this on top of me? And when you can start like looking at things like that, and you can start seeing like all this all this shit on your shoulders that you didn't place there. It, it's time to start cutting that stuff away. You have a lot of other people's dependencies and expectations placed on you. And that's probably the first thing you have to do is start cutting away the bullshit. It's almost always the first thing you do is remove things from your life when you're trying to like upgrade. Dude, that's a very, very good point. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Cause that is what happens. These guys realize, wow, there's all these people in my life. There's all these habits I have that aren't good. All these things I'm doing that are just hindering me mm-hmm. and they don't match this version of me that I, I really want to embody more. Oh, be more I can life. give a good yeah. example of this. When I, my first year of fighting, I was still a grad assistant at Purdue University and mm. um, I still had, it was my sixth year down in West Lafayette around Purdue. So like I had my friends and routines and things ingrained. So there are people who wanted to see me at the bar, wanted to see me at the house party or whatever, still, you know? So yeah. one of the things that wanted me to, I left and moved to California was, you know, I needed the training, but also was because I could like break all routines and all anchors in me and get away. Right. Because my other option was like, you know, after grad school, I was going to go back up to my hometown and start working. And I was like, man, I was like, I could work in as a teacher and fight or whatever. But I was like, I'm going to, my friends who live up there, they're going to pull me into the same routines. Like I'm going to Friday, Saturday night, I'm going to be at the bar. I'm going to be in smoky places and, and doing whatever. And right. I was, 
you know, I need to, I need to break that cycle. I need to be as far away from that cycle as I could be. So I moved 2000 miles away, moved to California and, you know, there was nothing. And I cut, I wouldn't I didn't allow myself to drink or do, do whatever. So I was like working at bars, but I was sober and I was just work. I was training and working. That's all I did. So it was like, yeah. it was easier for me to just focus on myself and where I wanted to be and what my future self was supposed to be. That's awesome, dude. That's a huge success story too. Like a great, you know, testament of what men need to be prepared to do. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a drastic measure uh, to change your social circles, your influences. Now you just literally change the outside world around you to be more conducive of what suited what you wanted to do. Yeah. No, that's, that's bad. That's badass, bro. Like that and got, take that as a lesson. What that's the things that you need to do right there. That's fucking good. That's a massive action, you know what I mean? Towards I needed something. Like, it was like shit or get off the pot. It was do or die type thing. It was like, okay, do you start your life as a teacher and a coach and this is what you do forever in Indiana? Or you try this thing right. and see where it goes. Yeah, no, that's I always awesome. always had that coaching thing to fall back on. Right, right. Well, that's the thing, you know, instead of falling back, you know to the thing that you you could you could just sort of do as your goal you said well why don't i achieve yeah the safety thing the safe option why don't i just like go achieve this thing or try see if i just go after it if i don't make it who cares right like i'm gonna i achieve i'm going to go after it and then boom be a fun trip and a good story exactly exactly (laughs) badass dude love it oh man All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, Hell what yeah. do you have going on, Paul? What's going on? Where can people find you? Yeah. So apexmindset.net um, website just launched and go check that out. There's not a whole lot there, but basically you can book a consult with me if you need it. Okay. So it covers everything about that. Apex Mindset on YouTube, put videos out every week, you know, several, you know, videos a week. Usually I'll do a live uh, kind of chat with guys on mindset stuff on Mondays, uh, getting the girls on Fridays. And so, you know, get on that, you know, subscription notification bell, you'll get that. That's all the stuff for free, but you get on my email list through the website and you'll have access to early registration for the frame course when that comes out. Um, and so there's a lot of things coming down the pipe. I have a, I have a book that's just massive. That's going to end up getting broken into three volumes. I'm being told by an editor. Mm-hmm. So that, there's stuff that will be coming out like over the next six months, but the frame course is the first thing. I hope to launch that here by the, uh, the registration, have that ready by the end of the month. And so, yeah, just get on the site and get on the uh, channel and follow me on all my socials, you know, and, and, uh, that should be about it. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Thanks for coming, Paul. Uh that was a great talk. Was really good. Time off. That was awesome, Bye. bro. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's fun. Uh we'll we'll have to do some more sometimes. Now everybody's introduced to you. We can do some uh off topic type stuff, what's going on or whatever. But yeah, we like yeah. to cover everything here. We'll cover sports and politics and the red pill space. But yeah, cool. great having you. Uh people can catch us a lot of times we're Saturday on Rule Zero. It jumps around on what channel we're on, but You'll usually, if you're following our social medias, you'll see when it's coming up. All right, man. Uh, take it easy. I'm going to play everybody out. I'll uh, check you later. All right, brother. All right, man. See you later, John. Thanks for having me on, eh? Oh, thank you. That's awesome.
<clears throat> Paul's a good dude. Super smart. Super smart. And it was like, about the psychologies. <clears throat> so we did.